0: Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight are going
1: state to state Hey, guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay. I am here at Demand Lucha, February 16th. We're in Toronto. It's cold, well, semi-cold. We've had a bit of a mild bit of weather. And if you can see beside me, I have the one and only Jack Evans. Jack, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. That was a horrible. Horrible way to introduce me. I am, in fact, the man, the myth,
0: the legend, Jack Evans from the heavens. And in case you're wondering, why is he wearing two button-ups? It is not just cold. It is really cold, at least in comparison to Mexico, where I came from. So <laughs> I'm, th- th- this this is needed. I've, I forgot to bring a coat, and I came in flip-flops.
1: My intro skills could have worn, worn a little bit shoes, better. I didn't bring sneakers. So that's... <laughs> it's all good. We're, we're in a very chillax conversation okay, right now. So, Jack, obviously, i got to ask. You Ron Cliff Chris, Chris Van Vliet about 9, 10 months ago now, mm-hmm. you talked about AEW and the contract yep. expiring, and you were very honest about that, mentioning that it was a little bit on the lazy side on your part. Do you think that that complacency or recognizing that complacency has made you better as we, as we look 10 months ahead in terms contracts of contracts and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely, because uh, once again, for we're
0: being absolutely honest, every time I get an opportunity like that, like, with Dragon Gate, I honestly turned into, like, this little partying, like, semi-alcoholic, AEW, I got lazy, AAA, the same thing happened, so it wasn't just AEW, but there's definitely been a pattern in my life where when I get the bigger opportunities, I always somehow fall off, so, like, it, uh between AEW and everything else, it has motivated me to like, yeah, Jack, you ain't got time to waste. Like, so yeah, I've definitely been training
1: harder than ever. Well, you're, you're definitely in probably the best shape that I've seen you in, in your career. And I'm looking forward to seeing you tear it up in the ring.
0: Because actually, uh, I don't know if you could see it. I had a wound happen and it got infected. I was getting injected with antibiotics. I ended up being allergic to the antibiotics. So there was like three months where like, I was like, I felt like I was going to die. I'm not even exaggerating. So like, I fell off a little bit. Like that was the only like bump in the road I've had since. Yeah, that, but that's like, a pretty maybe. serious bump. So we can understand,
1: yeah. or we can very sympathize why yeah. you fell off for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that time, but no, I'm just, I'm back in shape, but like it, there was about three, four months ago where I literally was in the shape of my life. Like
1: Absol- well, Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's what I was yeah. talking about is that mm-hmm. in the shape of your life, you're focused, you're refocused. And like you said, getting those big opportunities, you kind of fall off here and there. Do you think it's the pressure that gets you in those big opportunities?
0: I don't think it's the pressure. I honestly, I'm like, I'm the worst when I have access to to money. Like, when you're getting paid more and everything, like, that's all of a sudden when, like, I'm just on Steam buying every game and just sitting there and, like, not really worrying about diet. You're just going out, like... So, like, I swear, like, money is bad for me. Not that I don't like it, but, like, I really think that it is just having easy access to more money,
1: like... So the more more you get comfortable, the more there's that little bit of expendable cash in your wallet. All of a sudden, it's like... Well, I can afford to buy this. Well, I can also afford to buy this, and then it becomes a compounding chain
0: reaction. And just like this distraction, where like you're no longer hungry, and you know what I mean, like going down to Banditos gym or whatever and training every day, or like, oh, you know, I'll go on Wednesday. But right now, I just want to
1: sit and play this game, and the, you know what I mean. So, like, if I'm being truthful, like that, that's how it is. What games do you play nowadays? What games are you into when you do when you do find yourself the time now that you're on this regiment? But when you uh, when you do find the time to chillax a little bit, what games are you into?
0: I actually do stream gaming uh, 10 o'clock till around 1 o'clock on Twitch, Monday through Friday. But uh, right now, the big one has been, like, uh, <laughs> me and my online friends, uh, Undisputed. It's like this boxing game. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. Then I'm super into Blaze Blue, but I suck <laughs> at it, and all those kids online destroy me. Uh, I've been playing this game Battletech. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else. But mainly, actually, it's been mainly like fighting games, fighting and boxing games.
1: My daughter and I have recently discovered um, this series that's on PlayStation. They make all these horror games, and it's like a series. Each game kind of blurs into the next one. And we just did this one called The Devil in Me. Uh, it's really cool. So it's based on, on the first serial killer named H.H. H. Holmes, Henry H. Holmes. Okay. And what he did was he had a hotel. In Chicago during the World's Fair and all that stuff. He would lure people to the hotel with like, you know, promises of like cheap room rates, and then he would kill them in the hotel. The hotel had traps and secret doorways and all these murder contraptions. It's like a true crime real thing. Real thing. And they made legit. a game out of it. They made a game uh-huh, out that of it. And this this was the first was America's first known serial killer in 1896. And he like saw traps and Two hundred people he killed in the span of a couple of decades. And when they finally tried him, which is super cool, he was on stand and the judge asked, you know, the 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 defendant is there anything you have to say? He goes, when you kill me, bury me deep. Bury me deeper than most, then bury me in cement bury me on top of cement because I have the devil in hence the title of the game, The Devil in Me and it's just this really cool twisted game. It's one of those games where if you make a choice it affects something not right away but down the line in the game. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. But it's really cool. My kid and I have played it like twice and I'm not going to lie, a couple times I got scared. I got jump scared. I'm not ashamed to admit that,
0: Jack. I I get jump scared
1: scared. sometimes. Uh,
0: I get jump scared but you know what actually I love about horror games that no one ever gives them credit for? They usually have the best like lore and stories. Like they're usually incredible like for that so no, that's something I think I would check out. Everyone's telling me to try to play this game called Devourer, but I've never.
1: I've I, never, I've never heard of that one. But that one. I think sound
0: it's one cool. of those, uh, kind of like a Dead by Daylight or something like where you know one Fly person's up, the killer. Man, yeah. Oh yeah, episode. I do play every Monday. I play Dead by Daylight, but that's another one of those ones. All my friends got so much better than me because they play every day, and I'm just like Mr. Monday. <laughs> and so now, like, oh, I'm, I'm just an easy target. I get like, I get hooked, and like, yeah. That's awesome, though.
1: But back to uh, your wrestling career, like you said, you've had opportunities with Dragon Gate, you had opportunities with Triple A, AEW, obviously. Is there, I mean, I understand that, again, circumstances being what they were, you said it yourself, big opportunities were squandered. Has the door been opened? Is there any communication with any of these promotions to potentially have a return run down the line or or a big-time run if things ever were to door be opened again? Well, I,
0: maybe I think AAA would be the closest. But like right now, in all honesty, like I'll say hi and what's up or anything. But I don't actually really keep them like business contact. I only keep in contact with people I'm friends with. So like, I, I mean, it's there, but there hasn't been anything specific like, hey, do you have the state over or anything like that? So possibilities there. But right now, I'm actually just mainly focused on Big Lucha, which is like, uh, it's kind of Bandito's promotion. He runs it with this guy, uh, Don Lalo. And they're really coming up in Mexico. Like, it's my favorite promotion. It's like a family. Reminds me of Dragon Gate back in the day where there's just, Dragon, it felt like a family. Yeah. it hit different it, it, different. it hit different, and that's how they are, like, and they're really just pushing the limit of, uh, like, they're taking, like, even in my prime high flying and everything, they're pushing stuff beyond that and everything. So I'm really focused on Big Lucha right now. Awesome. So even though it's not a huge promotion, I really
1: think you're going to start hearing about it more in a couple of years. It's... I, I'm already intrigued now. I'm a big Bandito fan. He's actually one of my like bucket list conversations to have eventually down the line. I'll get there. Yeah. But I mean, like Bandito is like one of I've followed him from his ROH run. I loved his championship run. I loved everything. I thought it was kind of I didn't like the way he lost the title. But that's just me. That's just me. I didn't. I'm, I wasn't a fan of that last match. Uh oh. Uh oh. He's going to be getting heat with some people for that. And I'm, I'm just kidding. saying. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of um, I guess having the friendships and the business uh, or the connections that you've made and, and focusing on promotions like Big lucha um is there anything about big lucha that fans should be keeping their eyes on like what's what's keeping you focused on big lucha and what's something that we may be hearing down the line about it
0: like i said the main thing is is because of how tight-knit of a group it is so like i said reminding me of dragon gate like everybody trains together they hang out together they do that so they all have this chemistry and when you have that kind of chemistry and you get in the ring like you just think of like the most creative stuff so they're really like you're it, it, they're just displaying a lot of like just moves and matches that like like i said are like it something new that you haven't usually seen before like they had the six man between Black Generation and the Golden Guns uh, I think it was the Golden Guns uh, last show and it was just like it it, it gave me that feeling like old school Michinoku Pro, old school Dragon Gate like just just over the top everything was fluid, smooth like like the most modern of moves and everything and like so it's mainly just how tight knit they are and I always find that those promotions, we got everyone getting along everyone's friends, everyone's hanging out, everyone's Training together like that; those are the ones that really uh, start to display, like, set something you've never seen before in wrestling or lucha. So uh, th- that's the main reason, uh, like, I think people should uh, uh, be on the lookout for big lucha, is because it, it's like it, it's the new s-word, sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> It hits different. We've been saying that a lot. In this it interview. hits different. It's different. <laughs> it hits different. It hits different. So, Jack, if there's any advice that you could give, I guess, to uh, an up-and-coming wrestler or someone like through all the, the the ups, the peaks, and valleys you've had in your career what would be the best thing I guess you've learned from all the, the uphills and downhills kind of like a, a, a lifeline a flat line if you will
0: well obviously don't like get lazy or complacent like we were just talking about earlier but then the, the one thing it's still, I know it's the most boring answer but it's much more important than people realize is repetitious practice because a lot of times you'll go in training and someone will like do something and think they have it down once some new head scissors or high flying move or whatever like that nothing ever goes as good in the match as it does in training so and, and just that just to get it down so I really think repetitious practice is what people have to keep in mind the most is that it's almost like that bruce leith uh, quote like i don't fear the man that practices a thousand kicks one time i fear the man that practices a thousand uh, or, or one kick a thousand times it's like that you need to practice everything a thousand times so in wrestling always remember repetitious practice just because you do something a couple times you can always get it better more fluid so i i, I, I like that
1: but it's not a boring answer it's actually but, a great answer it's the yeah. most simplest it's the most yeah. simplest term in the most convenient definition of something. Just keep practicing and eventually you'll get it and you'll hit that peak and get better. Was there anything in your early training days that you practiced a lot that you didn't get and then one day it just clicked and you were like, yes.
0: Well, (coughs) kind of the 6.30, because there was, me. this guy Jarrell Clark actually did it first, but we didn't know him at the time. There's me and this guy, Vince Prince Hall, that started out and we were both doing the 6.30, but I actually could not get over my fear of it or whatever. Like on a trampoline I could, but like in the ring I couldn't go over the fear of it. So it literally took me like a hundred times, maybe even more, of getting on the top rope with this little thin crash pad we had back in the Marats days and uh and doing it and I couldn't get over the fear of like not opening it up for the 450 of remaining tucked for that final 180 rotation or whatever it is so it actually took me a while to get over like the hesitation or fear of whatever of getting that final rotation for the the 630 so that was one that I, I practiced a lot.
1: That's pretty cool that you've been an answer because every time I've watched you hit the six thirty, it looks perfect. It's poetry of yep. motion. So to hear that uh, uh, from a wrestling fan like myself, I'm kind of getting except out. the
0: second to last time, and I have a fear of it again. I knocked myself out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, in Janela's motion, GCW, like, oh, oh yeah. So I did it one time after that just because it was. It became like I felt defeated by it. But now anytime like it, like someone hey can you six thirty, I'm actually kind of like no, I don't think. I'll like I, I, I'm I'm back to having that fear. <laughs> like.
1: What was the hardest thing for you to learn in the early stages of wrestling? Because this I find is a question, especially for someone who's had so many matches like yourself and you've done so many different things in the ring. What was one of the simplest things that was the hardest to learn? Because I hear from a lot of wrestlers that teaching yourself to fall is the toughest thing in the world because we're not, we're not trained as that. As human beings, we always try to catch ourselves. So when you're learning to take a bump or something like that, teaching yourself to fall is that mind over matter is the hardest thing to comprehend in the early stages of training.
0: I actually felt like, or feel like, I I took to bumping, like, pretty naturally. Like, but I think that was just because I used to do this thing, freestyle walking. Like, I was just used to falling and being stupid like that. So I think, but my thing, and I still have a problem with it, is actually slowing things down because, like, just how I am, like... I'm much better at it now, especially from Mexico, but, like, I wouldn't play to the crowd, I wouldn't sell it properly or anything because I just want to go on my limit. like, okay, we did this, let's get on to 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 this. <laughs> let's get on to this. So it was almost more of a mental thing for me where not to rush and to let things breathe, and I still have a problem with it, like, and then, uh, Another thing that uh, to this day I'm bad at is I call it being a ring general. Like TJ Wilson is the best ring general. Tyson Ken WB that I've Absolutely. ever been in a ring with. But when something gets messed up or if you lost the crowd or something like that, like how to get things back on track, I'm horrible with that. Like, so that, that and, and even to this day. So I think for me, it was actually more less of like the bumping or the physical side of wrestling. And it's always been more of the mental side because like I'll panic in that ring e- easy as hell. Like, oh, we don't got the crowd. What are we going to do? Let's go. Do we? You know what I mean? Like in my mind, like I'm like I'd turn or, into like overthink. a neurotic mess. Like you overthink yeah, overthink a lot when it's it's the one place where you shouldn't overthink. Am yeah, I right yeah, when I say when that? You got to you got to stay calm and like, and then not only just stay calm. Like if you I look at like old like. Like I just watched Wild Pegasus versus Black Tiger 2 or whatever and like they do something cool and they just they let it breathe or and they're not instantly going to the next thing and they're kind of pacing around maybe looking at the crowd or whatever where like I've always had that problem where bam okay we got the pop let's get him again let's get him again let's get him again let's get him again and so like as weird as it sounds like I, I have like this like fear of silence like oh if the crowd isn't always popping then something's wrong and that's not actually how it is like sometimes you really do gotta like you hit that 6.30 don't worry about and the kick out and don't worry about waiting You know, even 30 seconds before you go on to the next thing or I'll, I'll be like Six thirty. Oh, they got the one-two kick out. We got the big pop. Okay, now it's gonna be the and nah, 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 nah. so like
1: yeah, yeah. Don't rush. That's another tip for younger wrestlers. I like that. Don't rush. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself sometimes, I guess, in the ring when you're or when you're planning out the match, like you said, you're going through or going through it, and then maybe you are ahead of time, and all of a sudden you realize, shit, man, we got two minutes left when we yeah. should have only had a minute left. This is another thing. And, and
0: thank God for. Pint. I, I used to wrestle Pint a lot. and He's the best with time. I don't know how, but he use the clock in his head. I'm bad. I'm usually good at like keeping my time. But if we do get off time or for some reason time is cut or something like that that's another moment where i panic so like there's been some times where it's like oh we got to cut two minutes off the match i'm like oh my god let's go home and then like it'll be like we said two minutes not seven like you know what i mean like so so yeah like
1: yeah that's actually been a big problem with me is like panicking the ring and rushing like so guys basically what jack is saying the man from the heavens is saying take it slow take your time Mm -hmm. and Murphy's Law: Things are going to happen. Yep. It's out of your control. You just got to roll with it, right? Yep.
0: And don't, I don't do this enough. Don't be afraid to talk to the ref because the ref usually always knows the time. So, like, uh, if you're really like, oh no, we got this mount cut off. How much we have? I don't. You can almost always just ask the ref, and they'll know.
1: Perfect. See, that's yep. something. I. That's something. I mean, I know there was always communication yep. with the refs and the wrestlers and stuff like that. But sometimes, in the heat of the moment or a loud, crazy oh, crowd, you're not going to be able to hear each other. Yeah, it's yeah, you can hard, absolutely
0: right? send messages through the ref. Like, yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Dude, yeah, yo. Yeah. T- uh, like a Marty t- or a
0: Rick Knox or anything, they'll get it done. Like, oh, yeah, God. who's one of the best refs you've ever worked with? Those two, Marty, Rick Knox. Um, those two are probably, I'd say, the absolute best. All the AW were refs were really good. I was gonna say Aubrey's pretty. She's yeah, spot yeah, on. yeah. Aubrey's Aubrey's pretty spot on. Um, Hanson back in the day was good. Uh, man, now I'm going blank. I've actually I've had, but definitely a lot in all honesty in most e- decent-sized promotions like you're all, you're gonna
1: usually find good refs that's like, true. yeah that's true yeah yeah the, uh, the refs are a lot of, a lot of the times they're the unsung hero I think of the, yeah. of the story in the match they really do find a way to bring it home or or give that almost like a crowd could be on the edge of their seat and you get that and all of a sudden the crowd can erupt in anger a crowd could erupt in cheers uh-huh. like a ref a ref can really be that fork in the road that yeah. can change the course of a match and I don't think a lot of people appreciate that
0: no no uh, refs are underappreciated in wrestling you know what they're kind of like is a goalie in soccer they're like no one really puts over the goalie up until he misses some block or makes an incredible save or something like that you know what I mean other than that he's ignored that's kind of the ref oh I have a tip for refs though because this is one thing it's actually more of a problem in Mexico than America is keep like kind of Same cadence or whatever like pacing for your count. Because sometimes you get these references like one, two, three. And like that and it's like wait wait no 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 you gotta have a beat to you like. And not only in that match, but generally in general, just like because when wrestlers wrestle with you long enough, they'll kind of know the speed of your count. Right. And so you always want to kind of keep that the same.
1: So that's so, my tip for ref. Oh, that's good to that. Yeah, I just easy. learned something new every day. Yeah. And you know what? That's why I love having these conversations. And that's what they are. I know they feel like interviews, but they're more like conversations for me, because I get to sit down and chop it up with Jack Evans. I mean, that's pretty damn cool for me. I consider I consider us self-now we're not acquaintances anymore. Yeah. I think we're friends. Yes, yes. Best friends forever. Be- best friends forever. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, could you do me one favor? Can you give me that Jack Evans? energy and tell people that you had an amazing conversation with straight talk and if they could give us a subscribe we would appreciate it and maybe you would appreciate it
0: i had a mediocre cut no i'm just kidding boom i am the man the myth the legend jack evans from the heavens and i just had the most amazing conversation anyone's ever had in the history of humanity with this man if you do not like subscribe and follow then you are a horrible person and you should be ashamed of yourself
1: boom and you know this man that's true that's true and I think that's a great way to end an interview Jack Evans thank you so much for the time and the conversation I appreciate you dude peace love and wrestling guys we'll see you next week peace thank you so much for listening don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean also check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling and on Twitter at underscore straight talk and if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com
0: Leaving the scene With no trace none in my league You out of place I'm not at the top I'm outer space can with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state